when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Hello, it's Mr. P here. And the other Mr. P. And we are the hosts of Two Mr. P's in a Podcast. The educational podcast where you don't actually learn a thing. No, instead we explore the weird, wonderful and downright hilarious things that happen in school from people actually doing the job. We reminisce on our own time at school, funny things we experience each day. And of course, we share your hilarious stories from the chalk face. So if you work in a school or just want a nostalgic trip down memory lane, sit up straight, fingers on lips, and get ready for the lesson. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. John Holmes, it's the The One Show Show, the podcast that follows television around with a bag to pick up its shit. <laughs> this week, we are live at the London Podcast Festival. <laughs> and joining me on stage in front of a crowd of genuine One Show fans who've come here by mistake, Mark Haynes and Danny Robbins. <laughs> the next bit. Yeah. is even more perfect. But the great British public, the, the, the one show is obsessed with let's have the voices of the great British public. Here, you understand what the great British public are like. Have you had any kind of reaction to it being called Corona during this time? Through the first lockdown, we had a lot of abuse from people phoning up and saying it was our fault that the coronavirus <laughs> is coming to the country because of the name of your hotel. Yes. Which you didn't name. No. But I presume positive things as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've had a lot of positive and people are falling up and we just said, well, we're coming. Uh, we just can't believe you've got a co- the hotel's called Corona, but we've got to come and try you. So, how does Blackpool compare to a holiday in the sun? I've come to bring my son to the joys of Blackpool. How does it compare to a holiday in the sun? I've brought my son. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Two bits they do in the corona thing. The first bit is when they say, people were ringing up and giving us a lot of abuse. Barney responds, but you didn't even name it. And they go, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But he he does entertain the idea that their hotel could have caused coronavirus. But then he says, people people ring up, he says, and they, um, you know, they they, they want to come here, you know, where we've got corona. The hotel's got Corona. <laughs> and he's so close to saying, we've got Corona. <laughs> Just a constant thing. Ma- Magic. A- as conspiracy theories go, that is up there with 5G. That- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horrible hotel the in Blackpool. origin story yeah, yeah. of that. Can I just say, though, if you can in your life, no, in all seriousness now, do, do try and find someone who'll look at you like Paul looks at Richard. <laughs> <laughs> And for the listeners, 
that's hard to explain. Uncle Fester. I couldn't work out if Richard had a black eye or, yes. or well, a tattoo I'm, on his face. I'm not suggesting domestic computers. <laughs> <laughs> but they are empty and someone's not pleased about it. <laughs> Uh, oh, then we, we move to another Vox Pop, Danny. Another uh, a Vox Pop on the I promenade. Love a Vox Pop. Love um, yeah. uh, a, I don't know about <laughs> chips this time. Yes. Um, so, but there's, a, there's a, let's see if you notice this again. I think this is another director's trick. Where would you normally go on holiday? We would usually go to Spain. I think once you've been here, you begin to realise how great it is, and it's somewhere that I would definitely now come back to. Have you tried the chips yet? Lots of chips. Yeah. Have you had gravy on? Them? And cheese. It's great. Good time. Hoping to. Right, I don't know whether you saw that there, right? Mm-hmm. So the direct, th- there's a Blackpool promenade, right? We know that. It's Blackpool. Okay, there's, a, there's the Blackpool Tower. There's the deck chairs. There's donkeys, right? What he's chosen to do is film that in front of a bin lorry. <laughs> <laughs> Subtext. <laughs> this place is shit. It's like, Blackpool's like a fucking bin. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, they did have some great bits. I mean, I like the bit where it opened up and he just said, um, Barney said, um, I, you know, I, I was brought up on this beach. And I thought, oh, like the, like the baby and under the skin. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but then they also sort of went, you know, Blackpool is back. It's even oh, yeah. trended on Twitter. So I like, what the fuck, you know. So I had a look what's trending on Twitter right now. Uh, it's John Wick and Ivor McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I went to Blackpool recently because I was researching a play that I was writing set in Blackpool. And it is quite frightening. Uh, <laughs> once you step off, off the front, which is nice, it's quite frightening. I mean, it, it's, it's a quite sort of sad and depressed place. And, and I actually did a bit more research into this. And I learned that um, the reason that a lot of people with kind of problems with like drug and alcohol problems go to Blackpool is because they had these amazing childhood memories. Yeah. And then when they hit this low point in their life, they want to go back and try and recapture those childhood memories. So they go back to Blackpool hoping it will still be this beautiful golden place. And then, and, and, yeah. And then it's it, not. It's not. And it's, it's the birthplace of the coronavirus. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, it's, it's Richard and, and his well, partner. Well, you see, you're, you're saying that, but the woman from Blackpool's tourism company um, very much had the opposite opinion. Uh, and, and also worth noting this for, for Gethin's back anno to the film as well. How can you not have a good time here? Well, that leaves us just one more thing to do, to celebrate Blackpool being back, and that is a bag of chips. Yes, with gravy. People often ask me why I have fish and gravy at the same time, but where else would the fish swim in? Do you know what I mean? I might get some peas as well, actually. Oh, yeah, mushy peas. Oh, gravy and chips. Yeah, Barney's talking to himself about what he's going to eat on the beach. It's nice to see Blackpool booming again. It is. It's good. That's lovely. (laughs) So he, he, he was explaining that for us in case we can get it. Okay, yeah, it's good. Yeah, oh, Mark's point. No. Oh, he's just saying what we've just yeah. seen. Amazing. And also, how can you not have a good time here? Director yeah. cuts to an orange plastic yeah. bucket yeah. Fill, filled with sand. Well, fucking. I'm glad I didn't go to Vegas. <laughs> and by the way, the bin lorry was a metaphor. Barney's yeah. 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 talking about what he's going to eat. <laughs> You're on television. <laughs> Uh, And then we were on to, and again, this is something um, I, well, let's just call it Joanna Page's monologue. Oh, my God. So she's doing a a new show, Shop Well for Less with Mel Sykes, uh, taking over from, uh, I think, Alex Jones and Steph McGovern, who have done it before. Another show that I've sort of heard of, never seen, didn't know it was over, didn't know it was coming back. Uh, And Joanna Page, the show itself basically says, 
you get two people who are paid probably on 150 grand to host the show, sort of going, don't buy, like, you know, fresh tomatoes. Buy gravel and eat, eat your gravel. <laughs> you know, stuff that everyone knows. Don't, don't buy a Lamborghini. You know, buy chips. Um, and they Use your hand instead of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. You know, die, die young. Die young. And <laughs> Joanna Page did a thing where, as it started, I thought, she's, she's saying a lot of words in a short period. But then it didn't stop. Yeah. And I think genuinely this might be the longest that anyone has ever spoken without notes on British television since it was invented. <laughs> Your children are teaching you all you need to know about sustainability. So what are their top tips then? Well, they're brilliant. They come home from school and I am learning from them. So they'll come home and be telling me different things. But on the show as well, can't believe how much I learned. I mean, basic things like <laughs> don't use baking paper or tinfoil, any of that, because it's just, you know, use it once, chuck it in the bin. You don't need, to, you know, to use Chris Bavin. Things where you don't need to use anything yeah. like that. I mean, my husband, he goes through kitchen roll. You know, there'll be something spilled and he just like reams and reams of kitchen yeah. roll just to wipe something up. You can just use a cloth and then right. you just wash your cloths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was coming home every day telling him how we were changing our lives, what we were going to do differently, <laughs> what he wasn't allowed to buy anymore. I mean, it's, it's been great. And then with shop well for less i realized as a mum especially going through lockdown i'd be exhausted settling three children get into bed at the end of the day go on the computer and then do online shopping yeah. and especially now you know with lockdown we're not using cash anymore mm. so i mean that makes you spend even more so yeah. we've got some fantastic families um brilliant family the girls i mean you know they do lots of online shopping and we've had oh <laughs> we've we um, <laughs> curb that straight away. And instead of doing online shopping, you know, try and do something for yourself which is more creative without you spending any money. Oh, God. I, I, feel like, I feel like we need, you know, those pens that football pundits have to draw on the screen. If, if we had that, I would draw attention to Asim Chowdhury, the other guest's clenched fists. <laughs> where you can just see the desperation of, I have to get out of here. You know? And uh, tonight's <laughs> scheduled episode of EastEnders... <laughs> Yeah. But I, I became absolutely mesmerised by the, the view of the outside world through the window behind her because yeah. it represented escape and freedom. And there was a security guard who sort of hovered like a little ghost over her shoulder at one point. I was just like, please let me out. Do you know what's really funny? They've noticed that as well. So in the new set design, they've got rid of those windows. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll, no, we'll come to the no new more, set design. No more but, dreaming of the future for you. But it, it, was, it was this interview that really hammered home for me that this show is the anti-Graham Norton. Like, on Graham Norton, they make people sit on the sofa and listen to other people, but it's interesting anecdotes, and you're, yeah. you're sitting there listening to Tom Cruise or like Benedict Cumberbatch, and it, it's interesting. On this, they force you to sit there and listen to the most inane rambling. Like, <laughs> Asim Chowdhury was just desperate. He was just, let me out! Well, speaking of poor Asim Chowdhury, right, again, as you say, he sat there through the whole thing uh, and only got his 30 seconds at the end, but when he got his moment at the end, yeah, he did talk about his new film and all the rest of it a little bit, but, but there was a really weird thing where they asked him about the BBC's new drive for new comedy talent but then it didn't go anywhere for reasons that still aren't clear so bear in mind they got him asking this you know quite important question and then didn't let him answer the bbc asim are looking for sort of fresh talent (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the comedy world um so you are probably in a very good position to give them some tips Mm -hmm. we haven't got time now yeah. So hold our thought. Okay. We might come back to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight or maybe in the future. I don't know. <laughs> and that was it. 
you, you, you're, you're really living the white knuckle ride of live TV there, aren't you? You can hear the voice in their ear. Don't let him talk! Don't let him talk! No, 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 we've got no time for that! We've got no time for the company! Why did you fucking mention it? But then, then the beautiful... Put him in a silver fucking egg! The, the beautiful thing, though, is that then a moment later they decide there is time. And then she basically shouts at him, like, do it now, but you've got 30 seconds! Where did they find that time? Where did they go, don't do it, don't do it? And they go, we can't do it. And they go, do it! Do it! <laughs> oh, can we talk about the... the designer of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee logo yes. here. Yeah. So the One Show launched a competition for uh, someone to design the new logo. It's going to be on everything when this happens, right? For 70 years of the Queen. Uh, uh, not her life, obviously, older than that, but, you know, on the throne. So she... These celebs. Yeah. <laughs> so she... The One Show launched this competition in, but in partnership with Buckingham Palace, it turns out, right? Um, so it's this official design. It's going to be on the flags. It's going to be on all the mugs and all the shit tap that they sell. Okay, so they had the kid... Uh, who'd won it on, on the programme? Let's have a look at your design again. We just saw it there. It's so clever because you've managed to use one line, haven't you, to, to draw the kind of main, um, you know, the main emblem. And this then is why you weren't judging, see, because you couldn't explain it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Chic. And then, but you've added the seven in as well, the 70s on top there. So where did the inspiration yeah. come from then? Well, um... I know the um, when looking at the brief, um, I knew the um, entry had to have a crown. So he drew a crown. <laughs> I, I I really respect the Queen because I I love the fact she's such a grifter. She's absolutely. <laughs> they set these things up and they go, well, we could get a graphic designer in, or we could do a competition. Yeah, could yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. We get all the things, and they get to go on TV, and that'll do. And Your Majesty gets all the money. You were just thinking, yeah, the money they've saved by not employing a design firm, just getting some kid to do. Yeah, it. How, yeah. how old was he? That Nineteen or something. Oh, okay. was he? So he's not, I, I had a moment. A like he'd scrubbed up quite well in that second clip but in the first clip I had one of those moments do you ever have this where you're not sure if the person is a hipster or a tramp <laughs> like, like, is, that, is that intentional scruffiness but, um, but it, it also struck me that this is an example of the one show black hole that here you have probably quite a hip young guy who's done this design and he's kind of sucked into their maelstrom of blandness and then suddenly he finds Geffen brandishing a mug oh. of his work <laughs> And, and they brought his mum in as well. Like his mum comes in to give him the mug. Yeah, you, you could feel the excruciating sphincter clenching moment. He hadn't seen the mug. Sadly, so the one yeah. show had done this little thing where they were going, going right. What we'll do is when he's live on television, right, we'll send a mug to his mum and get his mum to deliver the mug to him on television in this, as you say, absolutely kind of awful moment. And then they cut to the fact they'd hung a flag on the top of Broadcasting House uh, with his design on it as well. And it was all very good. You know, well done for him for achieving. He, he was great, and the design is really, really good. It is. And yeah, I, but yeah. I was just thinking, you know, this. We'll see. You're them absolutely everywhere. Yeah, for free, you sucker. Yeah, completely. I mean, unbelievable. Com- He's not getting paid for that. I, I, I mean, I, I actually thought as well, he really warmed up as it went on. And he was seemed, he had a sort of easygoing, natural confidence and charm when he was dealing with the one show that made them look bad yeah. <laughs> you know it was I, I, yeah. I, I really I really liked him and I think he's been really badly taken yeah. advantage of by everyone well the guy from the palace oh this was great <laughs> this was this yeah. was fantastic this was great as well the queen loves a grift but what she doesn't like is having to give in to the sort of bit of going you know when it gets commercial so the uh, is it the lord chancellor they had, so. they had yeah. his, his um, a Zoom call with the young designer to say he'd won. And the young designer mentions where he'd heard about the competition. And the Lord Chancellor winces. Hello, Edward. Um, welcome. Thanks for coming on the call. I'm calling you this afternoon from Buckingham Palace. 
this design you've come up with? How are you thinking about it? Yeah, so I saw the um, competition. I think I think it was on the one show. I saw, heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, if, if looks could kill, yeah. <laughs> I also like yeah. the painting behind the young designer has all been blurred out. Yeah, so I yeah. really hope it was just like tits and dicks. No, no, it was, it was, it was one of the any van drivers. First <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, again, but no, the, he, he's crossed that man. Isn't for the he? listener, we should explain that the the look on the look on. I mean, we, maybe we should use this as the podcast illustration <laughs> yeah. picture this week. But the look on this guy's face when the, he, that kid said the one visibly show, winces. He, he, he does. Oh. He does. He's like, oh no, not this. <laughs> I like what he's done with his chairs. Yes, that's so symmetrical, isn't yeah. it? They're like epaulets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <they are. laughs> it's an angel and a demon sitting there, just go, just going. Smile at the one show. Look like you fucking hate the one show. <laughs> support Prince Andrew. Yeah. Support yeah. Prince Andrew. Well, yeah. Weirdly that. That's the picture they've not shown. That portrait there <laughs> is a Prince Andrew with his arm around a 17-year-old. <laughs> oh, that's um, you mentioned Gething holding up the mugs. Yes. And this yeah. was a great example of a one show, another one-show tenuous link, right? Where, Well, first of all, have a look what he does with the mug when the film starts, because it says to me he'd rather look at a mug than watch the film, right? And also, there are three links in one here, right? So um, there's getting out of what they've just shown. With, with holding up the mug as a trophy. That then gives him a way into the Olympics, but they don't talk about the Olympics. That's just a bridge to the next film, which is about the popularity of surfing and a wave-riding pensioner. Well done, Congratulations. And Lovely. we'll see your emblem absolutely everywhere. Everywhere. Cheers to that. Thank well you done, very Edward. much. Cheers to that. Uh, holding it like a trophy or a medal at the Olympics. And actually, we've seen five new sports added to the Olympic Games this year. Skateboarding, baseball yeah. and softball, karate, sport climbing, which starts today, and mm. uh, surfing. And according to Surf in England, taking to the waves has never been more popular. And age is no limit, as we discovered when we sent the first British champion to meet the current title holder. <laughs> Just, the film starts. New piece of the is a mecca for surfers and the birthplace of champions. There she is, brilliant, right? So this, she was great. Yeah, right? yeah. So this was the first ever female surf champion, right, of Britain, um, and they've got her back on the beach on a surfboard with the current young yeah. female surf champion. This was quite good. She, she's so old. She started in the fifties. I don't mean this callously. She's so old that when she started, there wasn't any surfing. You did bodyboarding where you just laid on the board. And she says, one day I saw someone stand up and do it she saw the invention of surfing <laughs> and then she was like so I did that from, from that point on but this, this was this was as you know I was loath them to say it I'm a sucker for stuff like this you know she seemed like a pioneer she met someone young she felt valid again and they stuck her in the water and they had to cover the fact she can no longer surf <laughs> you know? um, she, but you know God bless her well that, yeah, that was yeah. lovely no it was I, but I loved it when she I, now I'd like to think this was her but again I have a feeling the director said look you know can you say something surfy, right? And 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 I like this is probably something she said back in the day, yeah. Okay, when she invented surfing, right? But I, I, my heart went out to her, and I adored her for this, just this tiny bit. Should we get in the water then? You'll rip it apart, no doubt. <laughs> yes, yes, that's amazing. She probably meant a perineum, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> if an old person is going to fall over, the best place for it is the sea. <laughs> you know? I, I, I just kept thinking about the insurance on this. You know, this elderly surfing lady. They had a big helmet, a crash helmet on her. 
But she, she was suspiciously absent from the actual surfing shots, wasn't she? I mean, yeah. Bless, bless her. I mean, it, there was a moment where she did get up and you, you, you were quite worried. Quite, they yeah. dre- they yeah. dressed her up. I mean, they made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, she can get up on the board. I couldn't do that. But then I'm not on the one show with people saying I'm a former surfing champion. So <laughs> should have done better. Um, right. We, we've touched upon it a couple of times. Right. We need to talk about the brand new one show. Okay. So... Um, it came back this week. Caught us by surprise, I'll tell you that. Um, didn't get the email, but it came back with a, a brand new set, which they were very... I know! A brand new set and a brand new table and a, 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 a brand new way of not looking at the right camera as well oh, a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was... Um, so Alex has gone off to have her baby, all right? So she's gone off for one show. They had a break, but now they're back with uh, Jermaine Jenis, the, the, the mm. ex-footballer, yep. who's been guest presenting a while, right? He's not terrible at it. He's not great, but he's not <laughs> terrible. And Sam Quick, yeah, uh, who was one of the Olympic, former Olympic gold medalists, right? She's a, yeah. one of the Olympics presenters. They've got her onto the one show. Makes total sense <laughs> if they could present television. Well, do you know what? I mean, modern sportsmen are the blandest people that you can get. Uh, they're used to doing that thing where you sort of say, so you've won gold, how does it feel? Oh, absolutely brilliant. Like, thank my trainer. There are so many great competitors out there. And they're so used to doing that bland interview with the BBC yeah. that the natural thing is, you know, they become the bland BBC interviewers. And you, it, it's amazing how, you know, even five years ago, you wouldn't have had sportsmen particularly being presenters. When Gary Lineker started doing Match of the Day, which is probably 10 years ago, people were like, oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. That's a bit funny. And, w- and what you've got, this sort of thing is, th- because they're so robotic, and they're so serious. They're almost like having people who used to be in the army on television. And what you get is, if you're an athlete, like the army, you've got old people telling all the young people what to do. They go to a foreign country, they come back with a medal, and then there are no jobs available. And so all they can do is go, well, I'll either go on the dole or I'll present the one show. And they are the new, like... Just bland, the blandest people you can imagine. Yeah. And the one show go, oh, yummy, yummy, yummy. More of them, please. <laughs> Make the set blander. Make the set blander to match. <laughs> Shall we have a look at the new set, everybody? Let's do it. That is really special. Um, it's been a big day in the football as well, actually. It's transfer deadline day. We've already seen some huge moves. Ronaldo gone back to his old club, Manchester United. I did have the option of uh, getting myself back to Spurs and putting the yeah, boots right. back on, but decided I liked it too much here on the green sofa. Um, so, yeah, I decided to stay, basically. But you might have noticed, if you look around, uh, we've had a little bit of a makeover. We've got a brand new set, which has got some screens just behind us. Uh, you might see some pictures on these screens all from around the UK. So if you send us in a photo from where you live, it might just pop up. Yeah, and of course, we've got some new opening titles too. Mm. Uh, Lots of you sent in your videos, so let us know if you can spot yourself in and amongst it all. But right, let's crack on the show with the show, shall we? Yeah, we should. Uh, I've sent them a dick pic, nothing so far. (laughs) I've got to say, it sucks you in, this show. Like, I mean, they say, like, it takes two episodes to get into the wire. But (laughs) but, um, I'm three episodes into the one show and I'm hooked. And like, when when you were talking before about, like, uh, so Alex has gone off to have a baby and then Sam's come in, I was like, this was like scripted drama. I was invested. I was like, I wonder what happens next. Yeah. My absolute favourite bit about that is the colours they're wearing. They're all wearing these dark, sort of green and earth tones. And once you sort of go no it's not a kids like whipsnade safari sort of uh, show what it looks most like 
is one of those quite modern sci-fis where there's a perfect utopian sort of space station and then things start going wrong. And there's a bit where Alex appears on the Zoom con in the same costume, the same coloured thing. And you're just going, this is like really weird modern sci-fi. But then, of course, nothing happens. No. Well, they did get Alex on because she's had the baby. Okay, for those of you uh, wondering, it was a daughter. Um, They haven't named it yet. So what had happened, right? They'd obviously come up with this great idea that Alex would tell the nation the name of her baby on the one show so that was clearly planned right it 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 didn't go according well didn't go according to plan for a couple of reasons first of all um the baby when when it heard the theme tune she said well the baby when he heard the theme tune it opened its eyes yeah <laughs> looking right. desperately for the remote control <laughs> <laughs> we should book that baby as a guest <laughs> but then they talk about names but during this alex uh, explains to the nation the basic premise of how decisions are taken. I name it, Al. So, with a name, today was the deadline. Because I thought, right, we're just going to tell everybody what it is. So, we were between two. Yeah. And then we eventually decided we thought on one. So, we ran... <laughs> well, well, yes. That's, that's how, how it works. Work. Yeah. Uh, but the reason they couldn't do it was, it, was it her... They were going to tell... So, it's clearly planned. They were going to tell the nation... But they'd rung their in-law, her in-laws, in New Zealand to tell them first because they didn't want to tell the nation before the in-laws, which is fair enough. But they hadn't picked up. No. No. They didn't. <laughs> and New Zealand, uh, famously, phones are only available between 11 and 2. <laughs> yeah. You know? but, but, yeah, she couldn't ring it. So she had to say, I'm sorry, you know, you've booked me. What's I'm coming happening? on. I'm picking up my fee, but I can't do what I said I did. <laughs> It, it would have been the middle of the night in New Zealand as well. <laughs> a frantic Alex Jones calling at like 4am, like, just answer. There was we a need disastrous to name the baby. bit with the naming as well, where Billy Crystal was on. Oh. And when they say at the start, oh, Billy Crystal's on, you go, I've always wanted to see Billy Crystal interviewed by Sam Quack and Jermaine Jackson. Yes. <laughs> right? It's the only time you'll hear Billy Crystal as a guest and you'll go, this is going to be shit. And he came on and he did his first gag with Alex. And so he said, uh, he, he said is it a boy or a girl? And Alex said, it's a girl. And he went, well, I know a nice name. He said, Billy, right? Yeah. Alex didn't hear. And she went, well, Edie. Oh, <laughs> no, she went, that is a nice name. E-D-I-E. It is a nice name, but it's a bit late in the day. like that. <laughs> Billy Crystal having to sit there and just go, I mean, you know, I'm one of the world's great comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely shot <laughs> During that interview, it was not the only time he was sitting there thinking that either. That became oh, very clear. First later question on. they asked him boiled down to, what are kids like when they grow up? <laughs> <laughs> hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part they're all about safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm Justin. And I'm Lucy. And together we are the hosts of Plenty Questions. It's a very straightforward general knowledge quiz. We ask you 20 questions, one after the other, five second gap in between, and you shout the answers out. And then you tweet us to let us know how you've got on. See if you can get 20 out of 20. No one has so far, but that's because we haven't started doing it yet. Mm, But we will. Uh, And there's also going to be some fiendish brain teasers, so join us for Plenty Plenty Questions. questions. Now, we also had a film here about... So remember Aylesbury? Do you remember the people of Aylesbury? Not so long ago, where it was all about optimism and how optimistic the people of Aylesbury were feeling. And that film was worthless, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But no lessons were learned. Because they did it again now, but as we were telling in Rickmansworth, also London. <laughs> right? And again, what a waste of everybody's time. What are you looking forward to in the months ahead? Now, Rezi Gajar has been to find out. Would you say that life's returned back to normal for you? No, not completely. I think my husband and myself are still very cautious. No, not really. I'm finding mainly that I don't go out as much as what I used to. I'm still a bit more careful, you know, I do sanitise my hands and wear a mask wherever possible. It's a lot better than it has been for the last 18 months. I think it's as good as it's going to get, really. Is there anything in particular that you think you're going to find difficult that you're really struggling with? Yeah, I'm going to Spain next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, oh, just doing my tickets and don't really... Oh, it's a nightmare. We have three tests a week. Yeah. And I'm going to have to pay for one at the airport. Oh, lovely, happy days. This, this, this reminds me why, when I used to do Vox Box, I would find myself going and actually finding mad or drunk people to talk to. Because, yeah. you know, these are all the people that you would want to cut out of your Vox Box section. <laughs> that's, normally, a, yeah. that's what the one should do. They leave all the cut-out people in. Yeah, it's yeah. Such an, that was the same film as last time that was in Aylesbury. It's yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. That old woman as well, right? <laughs> oh, I've got to pay to go to Spain. Then don't go to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why? Because people like you who go to Spain, they catch corona and they die. <laughs> it's the people like you. You've got to pay for a test. Yeah, world's changed, isn't it? <laughs> you know what you also have to pay for? Petrol. You paid for your plane ticket, didn't you? You'll get a cab to the airport. Yeah, fine. Other old people are champion surfers, you fucker. <laughs> Uh, James Nesbitt. I want to talk about James Nesbitt oh, a little bit. Oh, my God. James Nesbitt. Can, yeah. we, uh, can we talk about his eyebrows? <laughs> oh, like, like they were drawn on they, by uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, I mean, they were incredible. They, 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 I mean, I've, I've not kept track of his movements throughout the last decade, but, but they clearly are you growing down. They're now almost below nose level. Yeah. They're really going down his face. But Nesbitt, Nesbitt had a hair thing, didn't he? That, Did, yeah, not long he? ago, Nesbitt had a full hair transplant. Right? Oh, right. He paid a lot of money for it. Right. Uh, <laughs> All in his eyebrows. And it's obviously... Has it, has it just slipped? Slipped okay. down, the, down the thing, yeah. 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 But he was, he was very... He was on to talk about Soccer Aid that he's doing, right, with Lee Mack, um, uh, that he does every year. But he was very keen to talk about his other charity work that, again, almost went on quite as long as Joanna Page's <laughs> monologue. He wanted to get every single charity work he's ever done in. The UNICEF ambassador for 15 years, the greatest privilege of my life, really. Um, I went to Zambia in 2005 uh, to make a film about children living with HIV uh, AIDS uh, and how it was affecting their lives, their parents' lives, how it was robbing them of an education. In 2008, I went to Georgia to see the issues being faced by institutionalised 
five children. In 2010, I was in Guinea uh, uh, for a malaria uh, uh, appeal film. Uh, and then last year, I, I, I made the Soccer Raids, UNICEF's first kind of long format film uh, where I went from the lowest place on earth, the Dead Sea, uh, the through the Syrian <laughs> refugee camps up to Mount Everest. Um, and and they'd asked him what his favourite colour was. Yeah. <laughs> it's the colour of my eyebrows. <laughs> Have you seen them? <laughs> Down the side. What? Are they so odd? But I, I'm, I'm glad they picked up on it in the show, but he has this tremendous mug collection behind him, and you do spend the first minute or so of the interview thinking that he lives in a house with an amazing mug collection. I was just, I, again, I was, amazing was, I was just going, coat. eyebrows, teacups, eyebrows, teacups, the whole time. <laughs> I think he, he explains bit. it's a hotel, doesn't he, with yeah. a hotel with a mug collection. Yeah. I think my absolute favourite bit in that is where he says, uh, I'm working with people with HIV, AIDS. Like, like, like you sort of go, oh, I didn't realise that HIV was AIDS. You know, patronising. His face is amazing. Like, did you watch Bloodlands, the yes. crime thriller thing he did? And very clearly by the end of the first episode of that, he's exhausted every single facial expression possible. Like, he's pushed his face to the limits of endurance. He's like, actually gurning by that moment. He gives himself nowhere to go. So like, by the end of the series, like, his face is just taking off and kind of flying into space, essentially. <laughs> he was on with Lee Mack because they're doing Soccer Aid together. Yeah. And there were some classic examples during that bit of... And Lee Mack was in the studio and they talked to him for a maximum of 25 seconds. That whole journey there. Um, they did a lot of sports banter. Jermaine Jenis is there and Jimmy Nesbitt and they're talking about Lee Mack missing a penalty. Sports banter... It boils down to one thing, it which is going, nasty, though, you it? think you're good at sport, you're not good at sport. <laughs> and the other one goes, ha you think you're good at sport, you're not good at sport. And everyone was doing that. And there was a good bit where Lee Mack, you forget that Lee Mack is not a like genteel, um, he, he is a absolutely razor sharp wit and stand up. Jermaine Jenis doesn't realise what he's doing is essentially heckling. He doesn't realise that because he thinks I'm in charge. And Lee Mack absolutely destroyed him. Yeah. There was a great line that Lee Mack did where Lee Mack said, you know, he, uh, Jermaine Jenis was saying, you're terrible at football. And Lee Mack just said, I'm a 53 year old stand up comedian and asking me to play football is like asking a former professional footballer to do entertainment. It's bound <laughs> to end in disaster. <laughs> now the crew on the one show were like, ah! <laughs> in, yeah! as was I at home. <laughs> Jermaine Dennis did a great thing of when you've been destroyed and he was like, you're yeah, a nice one, nice one. <laughs> you know, he, he, he does take it well to be fair to him, doesn't he? Oh. Well done. The one show basically turning into a snuff film because yeah. Jermaine Dennis is Dead guy. <laughs> Loved it. But not, con- not content with teaming up with Buckingham Palace. The one show have now teamed up with the Chelsea Flower Show, right? To, uh, to, for the, um, the was it the, the, the BBC One Show and Royal Horticultural Association Garden of Hope. Mm, I yeah. hope it catches fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just those people from Aylesbury and Rickman's <laughs> self-harming in a bush. That's what I think. Which, which I think, actually, if you look at it, I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> They mentioned on this that, that they are going to be putting this in Chelsea and uh, they just had a really long video of a lady picking out trees from the poshest garden centre you've ever seen. It had a Tudor mansion in the, in the centre. And she was, she was going around. But they mentioned, oh, after it's done Chelsea, it's being donated to a mother and baby unit and it's yeah. going to be installed there. And I was this garden's doing a lot of travelling to get to, you know, it has to be moved twice. Just... Put it in the mother and baby thing. No one at Chelsea is going to go, oh, there's one less garden. This is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> there's plenty. It just seemed like a total waste of time and totally against the one show's ethos about saving the planet. Yeah, they were very keen to, to demonstrate how it was all put together, though. 
uh, in this, weren't they? they were, yeah, they visited good. this guy in the Lake District, didn't they, who actually bends wood. Yeah. And I, I found that quite genuinely interesting. So did massive... I. It was the one moment in this whole time I thought, oh, that's interesting. Huge timbers that he bent into U-shape. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. they used steam to bend these beams. But what they wanted to do, as you'll see, was to get one show viewers uh, to send in words they wanted steam printed into the wood. The key <laughs> element of my garden design is a wooden structure that sits right in the middle of the garden here. This is being crafted by Charlie Winnie in the Lake District, who's a world leader when it comes to using wood to create natural artwork. Um, so what we're doing is we're using steam to heat the wood, to heat the oak, and it makes it soft so then we can then bend it and we can create new forms and shapes. The idea of the structure is that it will twist and flow through the garden, creating a swing and seating areas, and importantly, giving the feeling of a big hug. Charlie's also experimenting with a new technique using steam that will allow us to put inspiring words on the structure like magical, rejuvenating and peace. I mean, it's like being hugged by a hippie's Etsy shop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Words like Brexit, anger and hate. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth saying, there's a lot of build-up about that new technique. And when you actually saw the finished results, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's Prosecco o'clock, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, words. You, so you can send in words. Yeah. So, uh, they haven't used any of mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had a little bit in that film where they were talking about how important gardens were to various people. And there was one bloke who came out and he said um, uh, the word he wanted on it, I think, was sanctuary. Because yeah. he said, you know, during lockdown, so he was from Wortley Park in Leeds he was in. And he said, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have a garden of my own. He said, so this has become my sanctuary. Uh, and he said, it's kept my head right. Like that. And I thought, that's very different from like the parks I go to in London, where they seem to actively make people's heads go wrong. Um, I would say, I was watching that and I was thinking, that does look nice. But if I go to my local park, it's a lot of men masturbating at ducks. <laughs> you know, those are my words. Masturbating and ducks. Steam them into the wood. ducks, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I can't wait to get down there, said Jermaine, lying. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, not going, is he? No. Uh, and then sort of to round it all off then Billy Crystal as we've mentioned um, uh, again he's been sitting there since the beginning of the show having to watch all of this shit okay Uh, and then he still doesn't know Alex's baby's name (laughs) (laughs) ED what um and then he references the new set and the greenness of the sofas now as we've said they are sports people Right now, uh, telly people would understand what he said. I would think, right? Because uh, you know what green screening is, right? Everyone knows what the green screening is, right? Yeah, but not the sports people. So he starts talking about the green sofas, the new green sofas, which are just a slightly different shade of green to the old green sofas, and and what the director and what people could do to have fun. They don't know what he's talking about <laughs> at all, but try to get out of the end of the interview, and thus have to humour him a bit. But Christ, it's awkward. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, okay? Oh, thank you. A pleasure being here. And, you know, with this new set, you know, you're sitting on basically green screens. Yeah, so we like it. They, they could put you on, uh, they could have you sitting on anything uh, because <laughs> the it's, it's a green screen. So, <laughs> <laughs> director, maybe you can have a little fun with it. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll oh, lot we of will. Uh, here today is out on Friday. Thanks so much for joining us and good luck with the film. Cheers, thank you. We've got some time for some viewer comments quickly. Um, So Sharon says congratulations to Alex and her husband, and she is absolutely gorgeous. 
She is, though, isn't she? And Donna on Twitter's put, ooh, look at the new one show this evening. Yeah. Nice new set and title. Yeah. Mm. I think it looks like someone's got a store card at Habitat myself. <laughs> Lee, best of luck with your penalty, pal. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay? Yeah. Thanks, guys. What a sh- uh, and it's been a great show, and it's uh, been great to have our guests as well. So thanks for joining us. And we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be joined by Jennifer Hudson, John- Jamie Oliver, and Mo Gilligan. We'll see you then. I love the disdain they treat like these legends, these icons, these world famous people. But and, and they don't close his feed; they just make him sit there. And sit there. Yeah. Yeah, shut up, Granddad, and just take it. All right. <laughs> the, the, the absolute best bit in that is when they finish with with Billy Crystal. There's a brief moment where it cuts to a absolutely berserk-looking James Nesbitt, and that must have been a decision taken by the director to just yeah. go, "No reason, cut to Nesbitt." Yeah. <laughs> I need to see the eyebrows Back again. Eyebrows, eyebrows. I, I think they just got entangled in his eyebrows. They couldn't escape. Like, no, let us go. Oh, um, but. Cool. As, as experts, are there any episodes of the one show that don't end awkwardly? No, that's fair. Yeah, They're okay, all right. like that. Yeah, because it, it, it feels yeah. a bit like that sort of no, you hang up first, you hang up first. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just don't. They don't quite know how to end. You yeah. Know? It would be embarrassing if anyone was watching them. (laughs) But fortunately, it's just us. (laughs) And that seems like the time to bring it all to a stop this week and say goodbye from our live show at the London Podcast Festival. Thanks very much to you for coming. Thank you. Thank you to Mark Haynes. Thank you to Danny Robbins. Now, obviously, we don't have a budget, so do spread the word that this nonsense exists. And remember, this is a residential area. So as you leave, if you pass someone's lounge and see them watching the one show, do put a brick through their window. (laughs) But while you're remembering to do that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at the one show, the one show also looks back into you. (laughs) Goodbye. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do it. That weird kadook that yeah, lights lost. going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All Rather Mysterious. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.